Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, November 20th, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. It's Whistleblower Wednesday today, where each Wednesday, we focus on whistleblowers, the brave activists who work to expose the corporate takeover of our democracy. Some of the most important patriots in U.S. history were whistleblowers. In fact, the U.S. was practically founded by whistleblowers. For a brief history about whistleblower activism, you can check out the first episode of Whistleblower Wednesday in our October 2nd podcast. Today, we spotlight whistleblower Peter Buxton. Most folks have probably never heard of Buxton, but no other whistleblower in U.S. history has shown more light on the black hole of medical ethics in the medical research industry. Indeed, Buxton exposes the most notorious medical research scandal in U.S. history. And further, Buxton's revelations reveal an even deeper concern for all of us, the shadow side in each of us humans that we all prefer to ignore. So we'll learn a lot about medical ethics today, and more broadly, we'll see how the whistleblower activist is such a very rare breed. And why, especially in this age of state corporatocracy, the whistleblower plays such a crucial role in society in protecting us humans from ourselves. So buckle up, y'all, and get ready for a jaw-dropping ride over to humanity's dark side. At first glance, it seems that Peter Buxton was given an ordinary American life. He grew up on a ranch in Oregon, graduated from high school, went to college, and got himself a college degree. In 1965, while doing graduate work, he took on a job to help make ends meet. The new job was in San Francisco, doing social work for the Public Health Service, or PHS. He was hired to track folks who had been infected with the STD syphilis. The job was supposed to make sure that they got treatment and got well so they wouldn't spread the disease. One day at work, he heard coworkers talking about a PHS study on STDs. He requested a copy of that study and was shocked at what it revealed. About 30 years prior, in 1932, PHS had begun a study of men infected with syphilis, and the research was still going on. The study was following about 600 men, 400 who had syphilis and another 200 who were unaffected. About 10 years after the study began, it was discovered that penicillin could heal the disease. But for the next 30 years, the participants of the study were never given the cure. For 40 years, researchers monitored the long-term effects of syphilis on the 400 untreated men. The progression of the disease is painful and tragic. Blindness, heart injury, insanity, and finally, death. It was an autopsy-oriented study, Buxton said. They wanted to study their cadavers to see how badly the disease could spread. Buxton further uncovered that all the participants in the study were all African Americans, all 600 men. We should note at this point that Buxton was a Jewish immigrant. His family had fled Nazi Germany, migrating to the U.S. when he was just an infant. The study reminded him of the cruel experiments the Nazi doctors had performed on Jews and other people of non-Aryan descent. 
Buxton wrote up his concerns on the study, including the fact that all victims were black, and his complaint was sent to the head of the study, Dr. John Charles Cutler. With about a dozen or so other doctors, Dr. Cutler met with Buxton and aggressively reprimanded him for his complaint about the study. This is serious work we're doing, Dr. Cutler reportedly yelled. You're worried about all these black sharecroppers? It's something that they're doing as volunteers, Cutler said. Buxton reminded Dr. Cutler that, quote, the volunteers had been persuaded. They'd been lied to and told they had a rare blood disease and persuaded with free food to participate. But long story short, Dr. Cutler buried the complaint. And after repeated failed attempts in 1972, Buxton brought his evidence to the Associated Press. The AP published the story with a headline that read, Syphilis victims in U.S. study went untreated for 40 years. It blew the whole story wide open, Buxton said. Not only was the image of the trusted American doctor shattered, but it stoked the worst fears of black Americans, of the nightmarish depths of the structural racism in the U.S. But this sordid story doesn't end there. It was later revealed that Dr. Cutler had led other such studies as well. In the 1940s, a young Dr. Cutler was sent to Guatemala to do similar research. He infected about 1,500 Guatemalans, including soldiers, prisoners, asylum inmates, and even young orphaned children, all without their informed consent. And he also conducted the same experiments on U.S. prison inmates at one prison in Indiana and another in New York State. So why in God's name would the federal government invest in such despicable cruelty? It turns out that the U.S. was trying to develop an STD vaccine to vaccinate American soldiers when stationed overseas. It's tempting to dismiss Dr. Cutler as a lone mad scientist, but he wasn't acting alone. Far from it. He and his staff were commissioned and funded by the U.S. Public Health Service and National Institutes of Health for 40 years, the span of a full career. In a follow-up interview, years after he blew the whistle, Peter Buxton remarked, I felt what was being done was very close to an institutional form of murder. It had become an accepted thing within the public health service. Of course, it was never about public health. It was all about protecting the corporatocracy's labor investment in the U.S. war machine. But Buxton does make a keen observation. Quote, an institutional form of murder that had become an accepted thing. We'll leave it there for today and pick it up there tomorrow on your daily wake-up call. We'll look at the science that explains why humans can conform so easily to such despicable acts of mass cruelty. Scientists say it's all about the shadow side in each of us that most all of us prefer to ignore. And top psychologists, even spiritual gurus agree, our shadow side can't be eliminated or avoided. It's actually a vital part of our self-identity. But if it's properly self-examined, they say it can be a door to one's own evolution. So be sure and tune in tomorrow. That's important info that all of us who care about global justice can use and share in our work. Thanks for checking us out today. If you want to learn how all of us in the work of global justice can join together in strategic boycott and force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table to end all of this injustice, cruelty, and corruption, and to help save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. 
you can check out our about page and listen to our first podcast. And if you want to get involved, please fill out the join us form at the top right of the page. Or you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time, y'all. Join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.